in your New Testaments. Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. There are two times, only two times, when Christ was in his ministry on earth that he spent time commending faith. Uh, there were a lot of times when, when people put their faith and trust in him, but there were two memorable times, uh, specific commendable times that, that uh, Christ pointed out that uh, this was a person of great faith. And this is one of the ones that we're going one, one of the times we're going to read about that person here tonight. Let's all stand together if you would. Matthew chapter 15, we're going to read eight verses, 21 down through 28. It says, Then Jesus went thence and departed unto the coast of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. His disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the, the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Let's bow our heads and let's ask God's blessing upon the time together in his word. Father, it's good to be here tonight. I thank you for each one that's here. I thank you, Lord, for scripture. I thank you for uh, stories in Scripture that uh, bring into account people of great faith. This, this lady was commended for her faith. There's one thing we need today, is we need folks that have great faith. Uh, you've even told us in your word that uh, when the Son of Man cometh, will he find faith upon the earth? And the, the question is, is asked in such a way that the obvious rhetorical answer would be to that question, uh, probably not a whole lot. And we see faith dwindling today. Lord, that's not what we need personally. We need our faith to grow. We need our faith to be strong. We need faith that other people can see so that they can see Jesus Christ in us. We pray, Lord, that you'd bless this time together and help us look at uh, an unusual, different kind of ministry. And we need to look at it as a ministry that, uh, that is in our life that will help us, will strengthen us, will, will uh, even encourage us if we respond properly to it. So God, we pray your blessings upon this time together in, in your word. Speak to our hearts. God, as you speak to us, I pray that you would have freedom in our hearts tonight, and as you speak to us, may we respond to you. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. 
Tyre and Sidon was a, was a pagan place. It was a place of the Gentiles. And G Jesus' emphasis during this time of his ministry was not on the Gentiles, it was on Israel. The Bible says he came first to the Jew, then also to the Greek. But the Jew was first and foremost. Uh, this woman uh, came to him. She recognized him as, as being Lord. She recognized him even as Messiah. Look, if you look down in verse 22, uh, it says, Have mercy on, on me, O Lord, thou son of David. That's a messianic title. <clears throat> and uh, she, she recognized uh, who he was, and she gave, she gave assent to who he was. And, and yet, she was seemingly, at least at first, rejected. And what I want to speak on tonight is the ministry of rejection in our lives. Um, the truth of the matter is nobody, I, nobody I've ever met, okay, uh, enjoys being rejected. You just don't, you just don't like it. Um, I've heard people give that really as one of the number one reasons why they don't like to witness, why they don't like to go door to door. Um, and you know, when, when, you, when you do anything like that, when you speak out for Christ, there's going to be rejection. There'll probably be uh, in most cases, more rejection than you're going to get acceptance. And, and how you respond to rejection is, is, is so vital and so important. I, I think one of the reasons why people, just in general, not any specific group of people, I'm just talking about uh, Christians, Christians in specific, one of the reasons why Christians don't like to stand alone is because then they're rejected alone. You look at this lady, she came by herself. There was no, she had no support group. You know, she had nobody backing her up. As far as I know, she had nobody even praying for. Uh, she just came by herself, and the initial response she got from, from the Lord was, was one of rejection. And you think about it, she had so much going against her. She had her race going against her. She was a Gentile. Christ did not come, first and foremost, for the Gentiles. Uh, secondly, she had her, 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 her sex going against her because she was female. Uh, most Jewish rabbis back during that time paid very little attention to women and would even, would even go so far as to just completely ignore them. <clears throat> the disciples were against her. They said, send her away. She was a bother. She was a nuisance. She was just a, a real pain. Uh, the, the rejections of Christ himself were, were, uh, were, were going against her. Uh, she, she didn't allow the rejection to stop her. Um, you, you go back in, the, in, the, in your Old Testament to the book of Judges, chapter 20. And uh, Israel, because of Benjamin's wickedness, the tribe of Benjamin, had to, had, was told by God to, to go up against it. And three different times, uh, Israel went up against Benjamin. The, the first two battles that, that they, they fought against Benjamin, they lost. And I mean, men died in those, in those, those two battles. Each time, the first, after the first defeat, they went back to God and said, should we go again? God said, go again. 
you know, you and I got this idea, I think, sometimes when God tells us to go to do something and gives us a yes on something, that means instant success. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And in that particular case, uh, it was God's will for them to go and be defeated. The first two times, they were sorely defeated. Then they came a third time. And the third time, God says, go. Well, if you, if you read the account, you find out that, that they, they fasted, they prayed, they did some things a little bit more seriously than they did the first two battles. They'd already been defeated twice, now God says go a third time. But the third time they, they went, uh, they, they got victory. Uh, defeat was necessary in order for them to eventually get the victory, and they just didn't quit. And that was the kind of attitude that this lady had. She, she, she just absolutely refused to quit. Rejection tests your fortitude. Uh, rejection tests your determination. Um, you know, if, if you've ever raised kids, there are times when it's good to just for no reason, and not because you have to, but you just tell your children no. You know, they want to do something. They want to go somewhere. And, and uh, you have said, yes, 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 yes. And now you decide, you know, probably they don't need to go. Probably they don't need to do that thing. Everybody else is doing it, but I'm not so sure that they should. And you tell them no. How they respond to that no, as a parent, you watch, don't you? I mean, you observe that. You look at that. Why? Because that will tell you what's going on on the inside of the child's heart. Well, God does the same thing with us. He does not always give us what we want. May I say this to you, though? He always gives us what we need. And we, we, don't, we don't even know our own needs. You know, I, that, that verse over in Philippians says, My God shall supply all your need uh, uh, in Christ Jesus. He'll, he'll, he'll give us what we need. Sometimes we don't even know what we need. And the things that we ask for... Uh, are not always uh, lined up with what God understands to be our need. Uh, this, this woman was ignored. She was disdained by the disciples. They looked down upon her. She was rejected uh, initially by the Savior. Uh, then she's called a dog. And, and her response to being called a dog was to get down on her face and worship and to cry for help. It just shows the tenacity of this woman that, uh, that she desperately uh, needed to get an answer from God. And you think about this. Her daughter was at home. Her daughter had an evil spirit. Her daughter was, it was being tormented. Her daughter depended upon her. She depended upon her having the right response to all those rejections that were laid upon her. Because she did respond properly, because she did respond right, eventually she got what she requested. And, and her, the, the evil spirit departed from, from her daughter at the command of Jesus Christ. But what I want to look at tonight is, is uh, how rejection can be a, a ministry to us. And again, there's... Nobody likes rejection. 
uh, you know, sometimes we, we do not witness, open up our mouth like we should because of, of rejection. I've, I've heard people make the comment, I'll never, you know, single, uh, young, younger folks, I'll never fall in love again because I've been burned so many times. Well, what that is, is just a wrong response to rejection. I've heard Christian people say, I'm going to be real careful about how close I get to some people. Because uh, every time I get close to somebody, I just get burned. Well, what they're saying is, every time I get close to someone, I get rejected. What we fail to see when we make those kind of statements and when we do those kind of actions, we fail to see that there is a ministry that God has in rejection. And if we'll respond right, our faith will grow. And that's what happened with this lady. I mean, <clears throat> her faith kept getting, and rather than getting weaker, when she did, did not uh, see the, the response that she expected to see, uh, instead of getting weaker, she got stronger and stronger and more and more determined. And then by the end of the, the, whole, the whole account, you find the Lord Jesus in verse 28 saying, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Um, he said, listen, great is thy faith. And again, he only said that on, on two occasions. In fact, both of those occasions were Gentiles. Neither one of them were Jews. So let's take a look at, at, uh, at some lessons that you and I can learn uh, from the ministry of rejection. First of all, the first thing we, we know is that Jesus wants us to be persistent with him. He wants us to be persistent. He wants us to continue in faith, and he wants us to continue in requests. He tests our attitudes by, by either sometimes saying no or by just being silent. How many of you, and, and raise your hand, how many of you ever have felt like you were being ignored by God. You ever felt like your requests were such that they just went up to the ceiling and came back down? You felt like the heavens were brass. You ever feel like that? Let me see your hand. Okay, just about every hand is going up. Uh, I felt that way too. Um, you know, God did that on purpose. And he did it just to test to see how, how faithful we would be and how persistent we would be. Uh, no, the word no, or the word not now, or just silence, just being ignored, uh, is, a, is a powerful test. And it's a, a test to see how we'll respond. It tests the seriousness of our heart. This lady was dead serious. I mean, she was going to let nothing stop her. And she wasn't even asking for herself. It wasn't, it wasn't a selfish request. She wasn't coming on, on behalf of herself. She was coming on behalf of, of her daughter. It tests the seriousness of our hearts. It, uh, it, rejection shows us how helpless we are in trouble. And you know that's a good thing? It's a good thing to see that you're helpless. It's a good thing. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what you're like. But I know what I'm like. I don't like it when I feel like I have no control over a situation. I don't like feeling helpless. But can I tell you something? It's good to feel helpless. Because sometimes you just flat are. And it's good to know that. And it's good to know that you can't do anything 
But if you, can per, if you persist with God, God might do something in the situation. And therefore, you need to persist and not be hurt by the rejection. Rejection humbles us. And it, it empties us of the selfish motives. And, and again, it just shows that she, she cared greatly about her daughter and would not quit persisting until she got an answer. Anybody can accept a yes, but, but only a surrendered heart will either accept a no or accept silence or accept just seemingly being ignored. Uh, it, it really tests what is going on on the inside of our hearts. And refusals are not always permanent. You know, we, we say uh, there's, there's three, three answers uh, that God give to, gives to us in prayer. They're yes, no, and not now. But you know what the not now looks like the first time it comes down the pipe? It looks like no, it's rejection. It's 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 a it's a you know it's a, a failure to to uh, uh, meet the request. And persistence in prayer um, strengthens faith. I was just talking to someone just before the service, and we were talking about somebody that both of us know, uh, and that both of us have been praying for four years to get saved. Um, don't quit. Praying for folks. There, there are folks that uh, I've prayed for. There, there are folks that I have prayed for uh, since the day since the day I got, I really since the day I got saved to find Christ as Savior. Um, there are people that I've prayed for since since I've come here that, that they would get saved. And in in some of those in some of those cases, people got saved. In other cases, they did not. And I realize it's more than just the Lord working on them. They have to be willing to say yes. And they have to they they have to to uh, be willing to uh, have faith in Christ. I understand that. Uh, you know I prayed I have people in my family that were lost that have since passed away, but right up until the time that they they left this threshold and went off in, in, into eternity. I prayed for them. Why? Well, because I don't want God to ever quit on anybody. I don't want God to ever back off on anybody. I want, I, as long as they're still breathing a breath, there, there is hope. And, uh, you know, you look at the thief on the cross, and he was right, came right up to the finish line and then trusted Christ as Savior and called him Lord, and, and the Lord Jesus said, Today thou shalt be with, with me in paradise. So we need to realize that, uh, uh, you know, that, that uh, uh, we need to persist. We need to continue when it comes to, when it comes to, to faith and when it comes to prayer. Um, what will be your response when your worship is met with rejection? Because uh, that's what happened. Uh, she worshiped God. And, and again, I can't tell you the number of people I've, I've heard this about. They get saved. They start serving God. They ask God to do something for them. And they feel like God either told them no or just did nothing for them. They didn't get what they wanted. Uh, they didn't get what they expected. Uh, things went in a different direction than the way that they thought 
that it would go. I would imagine when this woman first started toward the Lord, she had heard stories about how he healed people and he cast out devils and he did all kinds of wonderful works. And, and, uh, and it's obvious by her faith, she, she, she probably thought, well, you know, I'll go to the Lord and the Lord will take care of this thing. And the first thing she gets is she gets ignored. And then she gets pushed off and then she gets totally rejected as far as the verbal response goes. Um, you know, what, what kind of, of, of response do we have? Well, one of the things she did, one of the ways that she did respond was she worshiped. She, she got down and she worshiped God in spite of all that that was going on. Um, if, if you get rejection, whether it be from people, whether it be in circumstances, whether it be just directly from God, uh, do, you, do you respond like she did and say, I'm not worthy? Or do you respond and, and, and in your heart say, I don't deserve this kind of treatment after all? I, you know, I think we've all been there at one time or another. We may not have said it with our lips, but, but that's where our heart ends up, ends up falling. And uh, she, she when, when she was rejected, she appealed to his character. And even the king has pity on dogs. And so she, she immediately responded that way when he said, should, you know, should the king give, give his food from the table? Should he give it to dogs? And she said, well, even the dogs get the crumbs. What she's saying is, even the dogs get some pity from the king. And she was, she was willing to abase herself to that, you know, to that point uh, in order to, to get the Lord's attention. Uh, the, you know what I found, and this is really so true, the longer we have to wait for an answer, when that answer comes, I'm telling you, it's sweet. When, when, you, when you pray and ask God to give you an answer about something, and he gives it to you within a week or two or whatever, um, that's great, that's wonderful, and we praise the Lord for it. But what about when it's day after day, month after month, sometimes year after year, and then God comes through with an answer clear cut for us, but it's after much patience and it's after much persistence and it's after much prayer. Listen, uh, those kind of answers in particular are pretty, pretty sweet. Second thing that we can learn from, from rejection is that we should worship Jesus Christ because of who he is, not because of what he does for you. Look uh, down in verse 24. It says in verse 24, but he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of, of the house of Israel. She, she asked for help. And uh, he said, listen, I'm, I'm not sent to the Gentiles. I'm sent to the Jews. And verse 26, uh, I'm sorry, verse 25, it says, then came she and worshiped him, knowing that was his attitude, knowing that that was his ministry. Uh, it says that she worshiped him saying, Lord, that's who he was. And so she worshiped him based upon who he was, not what she felt that she deserved. Uh, he deserves our worship whether he gives us what we want or not. You know, you, you, look, at, you look at Moses. Mo Moses uh, went to God after, after uh, 
he had come down off the mount. He, he had the Ten Commandments. This is the first time. He saw the people of Israel. They had, in 40 days, less than 40 days actually, they had turned their back on God. They, had, um, they formed a, a golden calf. They worshipped the calf. They said it was the golden calf that led them uh, out of Egypt. He went up on the, uh, and, and prayed, got alone with God and prayed. And God said, look, he said, I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'll just take these folks and wipe them out. I'll just kill them all and just start fresh for you. And Moses said, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. And, and uh, there, there is, in your King James Bible, there is, a, there is a line there. I think there was time that, uh, and, and, and a, a, a long pause when he said, listen, just, just go ahead and, and take, take me instead. Just take me. You know, just, just, just let me die. Uh, he was willing to give himself. But then he turns around the, the, the appeal and says, listen, what will the heathen nations say? They'll say that you were strong enough to bring them out, but you weren't strong enough to sustain them. And, and your character will be hurt. He, he made his requests and he asked for the things he asked for. And he worshiped God in such a way that was based upon his character, upon, upon who he was. That's what this woman did. She said, you know, whether I get what I want or not, he's still Lord. You know, that ought to be our attitude. Whether we get what we want or not, whether or not circumstances fall the way that we think they ought to fall, he still is Lord. And uh, that, was, that was her response uh, to his rejection. She got down on her face and she began to worship him. The, the third thing that, third ministry that we can get from rejection is, is, is accepting God's view of how he looks at us. Um, now I realize this was a lost woman at the time and she was coming and she was a Gentile. And he, but he called her a dog. Try that today, okay? Uh, the next uh, woman that uh, you have a confrontation with, <laughs> you'll look at her, and uh, whether you're a man or a woman, it wouldn't make a difference. Uh, if you're a man, it'd be a little worse. But uh, look at her and call her a dog and see what kind of a response you get. But was that the response that, that she gave? No. No, she was very respectful and she was very honoring. Um, you know, the, the Bible says of, of us, and Apostle Paul said this, and in, in after he got saved, this wasn't before he got saved, after he got saved, he said about himself, he said, in me that is in my flesh, he says, dwelleth no good thing. You know, he basically is saying, listen, I know I'm a wretch. I, oh, in fact, what is it, uh, Romans 7, oh, wretched man that I am. Uh, you know, he was willing to admit who he was. He was willing to admit his failures and his, his faultings. Uh, a, a, in, in order for a person to get saved, if they're not saved, they need to admit who they are. They're wretched. They're vile. They're a sinner. And they deserve to die and go to hell for all eternity. I, I, I really believe with all of my heart that when, when uh, you're witnessing someone, it's so important. To, to point out to them who they are. They are a sinner. 
And, and because they're a sinner, they deserve to go to hell for, for all eternity. That, what that is, uh, you know, it's a lot of different things, but it, it's obviously recognizing uh, uh, your need. It's recognizing your shortcoming. It's recognizing who God is. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's also uh, recognizing that you deserve something for your sin and it was recognizing that you actually fear the Lord. Sometimes even as Christians, as saved people, we, we come to God flippantly in our prayers rather than reverently in our prayers. And I, I know the Bible says we should come boldly under the throne of grace and, and that's true, we should, but still reverently because he's still our God. And, you know, we, we hear uh, songs oftentimes about the fact that he's our friend. And he is. Please don't misunderstand me. Uh, he is our friend. There, there is no better friend. If you're saved, you've got no better friend than the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? I mean, there's no better friend, but he's your God. He's your friend, but he's your God. Um, you know, this isn't even really a, a good illustration of this, but it, it, it'll help you understand it maybe a little bit. Um, for, for, for years, Pastor Keck has been a good friend of mine. In fact, he's outside of my wife, he's probably one of the best friends on, on the earth that I have. And I, I appreciate him. I love him. Um, but you know what? In, in my heart of hearts, he's always my preacher. He was my preacher for 15 and a half years. And, uh, to this, to this day, uh, I would be very, very careful about how I would speak to him. Now, again, uh, there's no there's no other man uh, on earth that is that I'm closer to than him, and yet uh, it, it's strange. I would I would know I would say this in referring to him so somebody else would understand who I'm talking about, but uh, I would never call him by his first name. I would never call him Harley, uh, for lots of reasons. Uh, <laughs> Harley is not a great name, but uh, uh, <laughs> but no I and he doesn't even like it. But, uh, but I, wouldn't, I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call him that because that would be disrespectful. Now, now, there's nothing lost when it comes to our friendship with that kind of, kind of attitude. But uh, uh, I, I have honor and I have respect for him. But he's also my friend. Well, that's the way it is with God. And like I said, that's not the best illustration, but it, it, it'll give you a little idea of what kind of attitude we need to have. And, and we need to understand who we are. God owes you and I absolutely nothing. Uh, you know, and we need to never forget that. That he just doesn't owe us a thing and he knows what's best for us and he'll do what's best for us. But, uh, but we need to accept God's view of us. And, and with, that, with that view that God has of us, he knows everything about us and we ought to never forget that. And he knew what this woman needed. And this is exactly what she needed in order to strengthen her faith, build her faith, test her faith, and then eventually for her daughter to, uh, to be, be healed and be freed. Another thing that, that the, the ministry uh, of rejection does for us, it makes us realize that we don't need a, a place at the table. We just, need, we just need a crumb from the table. If you look with me, if you look with me in verse, uh, uh, verse 24, it says, But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the 
lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. In other words, uh, you know, we don't deserve to be treated like, like, uh, uh, like we should get a position at the table, but, but we should desire to at least get some crumbs. That's all we need. Um, she, she wasn't looking for a position. She wasn't looking to be lifted up. She was just looking for help. And she would, by, by agreeing with, with the Lord about her being a dog, she was admitting that she was helpless. She was admitting that she needed him desperately. Um, you, go, you go into the, in the, the Old Testament, particularly in the book of Psalms, and uh, you go through, the next time you're reading through Psalms, take note of all the times that the psalmist, whoever it might be, because there's various psalmists that, that were used as instruments to write the book of Psalms. They weren't all David. A lot of them were. But, but take a look and take note of the times that it said, I cried unto the Lord. I cried unto the Lord. I cried out unto the Lord. And, and over and over and over again, that kind of phrase, that phrase is mentioned in one form or another. And, you know, that pleases God. God. God wants us to need Him. God wants us to desire Him. God wants us to cry out to Him. And there are times when He will put us specifically in a position where we'll feel like we're rejected, we'll, we'll feel like we have nobody to, to, uh, uh, to lean upon. Uh, you know, there are times when... Uh, we are, we're going to be alone uh, in, in our situations. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, that can be a very, very good thing because it's at those times that we desperately cry out to God and ask Him for help. And that's exactly what she did. Like I said, she wasn't looking, she wasn't looking for a position. She wasn't looking to get lifted up. She was looking for a blessing. And she knew she couldn't get it anywhere else but, but by the, from, by, uh, from the Lord Jesus Christ. Then the, the fifth thing that we, that we learn from the ministry of, of rejection is, is even when it seems God is against us, He's going out of His way to be a blessing to us. Uh, you know, I don't believe any of this was happenstance. It was all designed and all planned by God. Look, look down in verse 29. 29 says, And, and Jesus departed from thence, and came nigh unto the Sea of Galilee and went up into a mount and sat down there. It appears that Jesus went through, went to Tyre and Sidon for one reason. He went to Tyre and Sidon to help her. He had no contact with anybody else as far as we can, as far as we can see. There's no one else that he helped. He helped one woman when he went there. And... Uh, uh, it was necessary for him to go through this process in order to, to, to help her. So even when it seems like the heavens are brass, even when it seems like you're getting nothing from your request to God, 
it's all part of the process and it's it's exactly what we need and this is exactly what she needed sixth thing that we learn is that often god's is directly uh, involved in our rejections you know whether it be from him or whether it be from others um you know i when, when we were when we were in green bay we used to it, uh, the very first year that we started our church that first summer that we we started door knocking after we started the church in december you know you say what kind of person uh, starts a church in green bay wisconsin the first sunday of december crazy people and that's what we were and uh, and, and but we started the, the church couldn't really do, do you don't do door knocking in january we've tried i've tried it uh, you know, you go to the door, you knock on the door in January. I've, I've actually done it. I've, I've passed out Gospels of John and Romans and so forth. They come to the door, and this is what they hear. Hello, I'm first time I'm here. And your, your, your lips are frozen, your cheeks are frozen, everything's frozen. But, uh, but uh, when we were in the summertime, we were going door to door. Uh, preacher was on one side of the the uh, row uh, the of the street, and I was on the other side of the street. We we get all the way to the end, and if we didn't have anybody to to talk to, uh, we would meet together or we'd wait for the other one because they were talking. And when we got back in the car, he would look at me and say, "Okay, how many doors did you have slammed in your face?" And and back then, I mean, it was not unusual. I don't think it happens quite as often today. But back during that time, very heavy Roman Catholic, very heavy Lutheran area, and, uh, and, and I mean staunch folks. And, uh, you know, you'd go and you'd say, I'm from First Bible Baptist Church, and I, I'm Catholic. Wham! And I mean, they, you know, Green Bay people, they're kind of like their football team, okay? They're, they're very, they're very uh, uh, aggressive in their behavior. And... Uh, uh, I mean, literally slammed the door in our face just time after time after time. I look back at that and, and I say, you know what, Lord, that was good for me. That, that taught me to continue even when I didn't get the results uh, that I wanted, or the, res the results that I desired. And, uh, uh, you know, God, God is in those things to, to strengthen you. He, he orchestrates uh, some of these rejections that we experience in life in order to develop and test our humility. Uh, you know, the, the, getting, I think one time I, I kind of was over, it was all, somewhere around 20 doors in a row that were slammed in my face. Uh, you know what that'll do? That'll, that'll develop a little humility in you. But it'll also see whether or not you have any tenacity in you. Are you willing to, to continue even though uh, it doesn't seem like you're making any progress? When, when humility was displayed on behalf of this woman, the, I mean, the grace flowed instantaneously. The mercy flowed instantaneously. The healing came, the request. I mean, you, you read through that story and you'd almost think you're looking at two different people. You know, uh, the, the Lord says, no, no, he ignores her. And then you get down to verse uh, 27, and she says, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Verse 28 is a total reversal. I mean, it's nothing like the previous verses. 
Verse 28 says, Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Um, as, soon as, as soon as that humility passed the test, man, the, the floodgates were open and that, that woman's daughter was healed. The last thing that, that we learn from the ministry of, of rejection is that faith is commended and God is pleased when we respond right to rejection and we respond right to discouragement. Discouragement is a part of life. Rejection is a part of life. Disappointments are a part of life. But how you respond to those rejections and how you respond to, to the, that discouragement, how you respond to those disappointments really says not only a lot about your Christian character, but it says a lot about your faith. Uh, do you believe God even in spite of all of that, can carry you through? The answer to that is yes, but that needs to be our heart, and that needs to be resolve, our resolve, and that needs to be, be our desire that we're going to serve God regardless of the response we get from others, regardless of even the response sometimes that we get from God, but we expect one thing and we get another. I, uh, you know, one of the struggles I had early on in the ministry was I, was I was doing to the best of my ability exactly what I believe God wanted me to do. And yet I got negative results as a result of doing what God wanted me to do. Kind of like, like Israel up against Benjamin. Okay, God, should we go to battle? Yes, you should go to battle. They come back with their tail between their legs. Wait a minute, Lord, you told us to go to battle. Oh, wasn't that, uh, shouldn't you have given us a victory? Should we go to battle another, uh, the next time? Yes, yes, you should go to battle. They go back to battle. They come back totally defeated again. And then I, I am sure that there were people in that, in, that, in that mix that were very hesitant to want to ask God again. And yet they did ask God again. God said, go, go. Well, they got super serious then. They fasted and they prayed and and uh, they, they uh, prepared their hearts and, and they went. But uh, that, that whole, that whole uh, defeat and disappointment was all part of the process of, of strengthening them. When I, um, when I left Green Bay and went to, went to uh, Western New York and pastored for three and a half years, um, honestly, I, I learned some things in ministry. I had uh, been, I, you know, wasn't a newbie. I was, I, was, uh, I was a new pastor, but I wasn't new in the ministry. And I knew some things. And I, I can remember sometimes just being frustrated and saying, saying, Lord, I believe I'm doing what you want me to do. But Lord, I'm not seeing the results that I desire to see. And uh, in those, those kind of situations in our lives, honestly, I look back at that time. That was one of the most valuable and precious times in my own personal life and ministry because God was working strongly in my heart and life during that time. And he was looking to see if there was anything that would cause me to throw up my hands, if there was anything that would cause me to quit. That's exactly what he was doing to this woman. And when she came out on the other side of the thing, not only did she, did she get what she requested, 
Bless God, man, she got a commendation that you only find twice in the scriptures. So this is my question. If, if you're going to respond properly to, to rejection, you know what you got to have? You got to have faith in God. And because his response was, great is thy faith. How great is your faith? Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we're thankful for accounts like this one in the scriptures that uh, where people did not get exactly what they expected. They didn't even get immediately what they wanted, like this lady. But yet she persisted because she believed in you. And sometimes we waver, and God, when we do, we ask you to forgive us for our wavering you know, we look over our shoulders and, and really we have a benefit that this lady didn't even have. She didn't have any previous, that we know of anyway, previous experience with the Lord. And yet we have. We've seen you be strong on our behalf over and over again if we've been saved for very long at all. And uh, we've seen you answer prayers in the past. We've seen you uh, uh, open, open doors of opportunity in the, in the past. God, our, our faith ought to be, really ought to be, great faith. And uh, this, this woman's faith was great, and it was revealed through rejection. We pray, God, that you would work in our hearts tonight. And maybe there's some doubt, maybe there's some discouragement, maybe there's some, some, uh, some, some uh, disappointment in, uh, in, in our hearts toward you. Help us to see it's all part of the process. Help us to surrender it. Help us to be humble before you and help rejection to do the work that it's intended to do. Not make us bitter, not make us mad, not cause us to quit, but make us, make us better for you and strengthen our faith. Please speak to our hearts tonight. As you do so, help us to say yes to you, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand together.